Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mark Davison. Mark, we were talking before the break a little bit about the Super Bowl. We had our sling in the slang and what have you. You know, it's a massive, it's a massive thing, the Super Bowl. It encapsulates the world. You know, I think fans throughout the world, you know, and BTSC listeners would be surprised to know that in Australia, even as at schools, most schools will turn on in the background depending on what classes that you've got. So it's definitely one that sort of breaks down borders, even in this COVID world, you know, and, and you know, even the field that I work in professionally in the marketing and communications field for, for that, it's very much focused around all the ads that come out and what brands are doing and what have you. It's just such a, a massive thing that's, you know, even bigger than just football. What are you, for you, what's the most important thing or what's been the biggest headline about this year's Super Bowl? Um, it's It's got to do with Tom Brady versus Mahomes. Now, you know, they both, I'm not a big fan of this word. I, I, I really don't like to, can, can, I don't know if it's, I'm just too logical. I don't know, but I don't like calling them goats. Uh, I think that's, you know, I know what it means, greatest of all time. But uh, you got Brady being, I would just say he's the best. And you've got Mahomes coming into it being, you know, can be one of the best. Um, you see all these funny little pictures of like them, you know, with a goat head or, or, or stuff like that. I'm just like, I don't know. I, if I was a player and if, if I was like Troy Palamu and like one of the best, I wouldn't want to be, um, have the same image next to uh, something that can, you know, climb a cliff and fall all the way down. I don't know. I just think, you know, like, and that's a bit strange, but uh, yeah, it's, it's but looking at it, it's Tom Brady trying to get seven and it's it's Mahomes how he's trying to get uh, number two and that's within four years and then Mahomes is going to be in the Steelers' way, which like the Patriots were in the way all the time. So once the Steelers figure things out, um, if, Mah- if Mahomes wins tomorrow, uh, the, the big game, he's got two. There's no doubt he wants three. There's no doubt he wants four. He's going to, he's going to, he's a, he's a talented individual. He's just a good player. He's, he's got his, his head on his shoulders, knows where to go. They they dial up. The playbook is wide open. They can do trick plays. 
you know, that little one to Kelsey where you think it's going to go to the, the halfback or the receiver, two different screens, and they go to the tight end right up the guts. Um, yeah, it's the franchise that has started to, to, to light up. And, you know, many Chiefs fans didn't win one for 50 years, and now they've got a franchise quarterback that is just playing this game where it's where it's it's a quarterback-driven league now, and it's pretty much you got to get find a guy like Mahomes as a diamond in the rough. And at the same time, Tom Brady just won't quit. So we've been fans for a long time since we were little tuckers. And now it's like, when will Brady give it up? Like, we get it, man. You're great. You're awesome. You've got six. You've been a 10. When do you say, I'm going to retire? It doesn't feel like anytime soon, does it? I don't know, though. If I'm sitting there, I'm <laughs> Tom Brady, like, and I win with the Bucks. I've won with an NFC team. I've, I won all those with the Patriots. Like, I've got the most. Do I, I'm like, I'm in my 40s. I've got all, all the money in the world. I'm going to make all the money in the world after it, you know. I've got my family. Like, I mean, for me, if I'm uh, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, eh, nah. I take a year off, take a year off, come back in, find a coaching gig somewhere, and then I go try and win a bunch as a coach. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, why would you keep putting your body through it? At what point are you going to just go, you know what, I am the greatest, you know, Ha uh, NFL, you know, you all drafted me in the sixth round. You all forgot about me. Da, 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 da. Like, I, at, at what point are we, is he just pouting the stats? But for someone so great, he carries a lot of angst, doesn't he? He's always, yeah, he's always like, oh, I want the six. Mate, we get it. You're awesome. You've been to 10. You won six. Give it up. <laughs> like, just stop. <laughs> stop playing. We're, we're sick of it, you know? Uh, but then if uh, he gets, but if he gets beat, Mark, do you think he comes back if he gets beat? Oh, he just a, goes, a, I ought to come back a, with that team. There's a big, big chance he'll do that. And with the Bucks this year, it, it's very similar to what the, the Eagles tried to do with the Dream Team, which, you know, fell flat on their bum. They didn't go anywhere. They brought in different players and they've got, um, you know, a great team already there. Put in Brady, put in pieces to do the receivers and blocking, uh, bringing Gronk, uh, which, you know, this year I don't think he – like I've watched him on tape a little bit on some of the, the films. He was more of a blocker, great block off the edge. He doesn't normally run that too many routes. He's not as good as he used to be. Um, I'm not sure. Like it's a, it's a, like I'm happy for the Bucks to be there, but I really don't want to watch Brady again. At the same time, it's you just can't you can't veer your eyes away from Brady because if he gets seven, I, I always say I'll, I'll say this till the day I fall over. If he gets seven seven Super Bowls, some quarterbacks can't win seven games. Some quarterbacks can't play in seven games so that to me is amazing that's a, in the history of the sport you're winning seven super bowls and manzel or, or guys like him or leaf or, or whoever russell couldn't play couldn't play seven couldn't win seven games that's that's the big argument there i think he would be the best or the greatest of all time you know what i mean yeah yeah totally agree it's I agree purely because he has won them. I don't like. I'm just not a fan of Tom Brady. I'm just really not a fan. Oh, and that's like this title. Like the Chiefs, <laughs> like have to. Mahomes has to put him in his place, or as as Mark likes to call him, Mahomes. Mahomes, be my be my homie. Take out take out Tom Brady. But look, Mark, we've got a we've got a super chat. So um, you know, we always like to take things from the live chat, but obviously, super chat brings it to the top of the feed. Donation, bit of money in the tip jar, tip jar, I should say. Um, that's five US. That's not Canuck, bu- Canuck bucks. That's not Dingo dollars. Um, from Shield ninety one, big. Who's a big fan of the show as always. 
Um, he's just landed in Houston. He's repping my Steelers gear, chatted with a fellow in Chicago, told them about BTSC, and they're going to check us out. That's awesome. And I think the thing for me about this is it really highlights what it's like, particularly even when you're an Aussie over there. Like, you know, when I was over there in 2019 and I went to that Bills game, you know, we continued on um, throughout the US for a couple of weeks and I'd be wearing Steelers gear everywhere and people would be like, go Steelers. Or people wouldn't necessarily, you know, slag you off or anything. People will have respect for the Steelers, the franchise, the six suit bowls and what have you. My fiance, I was sitting in Tahoe at a bar and, you know, I was wearing a Steelers t-shirt and someone had talked to us about Steelers and whatever. She said, it's really interesting, you know, in Australian sport, if you wrap a team, even a really successful team like the Mark, the team that Mark and I go for, people will have that debate with you and go, oh, you know, that team suck or whatever. But it's interesting in the States, like, you know, or in North America where there's just that respect there. And it, it's really, it's really nice. It shows that maturity when it comes to sport. I mean, I'm sure there's always lowest common denominators, but it's something that I noticed wearing Steelers gear in different airports and in different cities as well. It's just this respect. That's all I wear when I travel and when I could travel and when I will travel in the future is I wear a Steelers t-shirt because I want to, you know, if I run into a Steelers fan and then um, we can have a conversation and, they, and they'll be like, oh, you're from Australia. I'm like, yeah, I'm from Australia, but um, I love to, to rep, you know, black and gold and just have a nice t-shirt on and walk through the airport. And even if we didn't make the playoffs, it doesn't matter because we still want with the, you know, one of the best franchises uh, in the world and with our uh, community here and all over. And there's the different, you know, I've talked about it before, but like I got off the, the Greyhound with my dad two years ago in 2019, um, walked past a bloke and one of the guy working there and he just, you know, he said, oh, go Steelers. And he gave me a fist bump. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I'm still in Pittsburgh, but it's still, it's still, it's still awesome to see, even though being in Pittsburgh, because I know people who live in Pittsburgh might not even follow sports or might not even follow the team. So, you know, that was really cool. Um, when I went to, you know, Super Bowl 51, I'm, I'm wearing my, my jersey around. And um, well, I actually, you know, I'm going to this little bit of a, bit of a rant. I went on to um, – I was on TV for, for a, um, uh, a bit of a, like, Super Bowl talk about 51. And I'm wearing my jersey. You know, I think I oh, – Jeff helped me with the articles. It's in the behind the steel curtain. And – Ray Lewis was there and Ray Lewis bumped me and gave me a tackle. And there's still that, you know, like heated rivalry there. And like, I know he did it on purpose because there was players everywhere and I'm standing there um, off to the side and he, he's a big unit and he would have saw my jersey. I was wearing number 21, which was I got it for my birthday. And then, yeah, ne ne next minute, um, Ray Lewis checks me. So it's like you, you wear it everywhere you go and, you know, it, it, it might have got into to Lewis's psyche just a little bit, seeing that memory of the black and gold, because, because you know, we both hate each other. But that's why we do it. That's why we, we walk around in our steel gear. That's why we do, you know, this this chat is awesome. And uh, Shield 91's going to uh, Guatemala, I believe. And I I said to him, where you steal again? You might meet some cool people, pretty much. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Now, looking at this, this big Super Bowl matchup, you know, this big game, this decider between who's the best team in the NFL. I thought I'd have a look a little bit around what those quarterbacks mean because these this team is going to be about which quarterback shows up. And I think for me, it's about by showing up is not making mistakes. Um, we've talked about that a lot this season around Ben, you know, the difference of what he did early on the season and not turning the football over, but equally what the Steelers have been able to do well against teams when the, the turnover ratio is in their favor. And I... 
you know, Tom Brady had the most, the second most passes completed this year. Patrick Mahomes was in in there by, you know, at number six. You know, Tom Brady had the most pass attempts. Patrick Mahomes was, um, sorry, the second most pass attempts. Patrick Mahomes was sitting there in fifth. You know, Patrick Mahomes had the most second most passing yards with over 4,700. Tom Brady in there at 46, just over 4,600. Tom Brady had 40 TDs. Mahomes had, Mahomes had 38. You know, you, these guys are very, very similar in terms of what they do, they've done this season. The difference, though, is definitely going to be around Tom Brady through 12 interceptions through the course of the season and Patrick Mahomes only through six. So I do really feel like in this Super Bowl, it'll come down to the guy that that throws the least amount of interceptions. And I'm with Dave when I listen to back to the preview. I just feel like there's this a pick six coming from Brady. Will it cost him the Super Bowl, though? What do you reckon, Mark? I'm not sure. I I, don't, I think this time he's he's a, he's ready for this game, um, and he has the crew around him with a lot of the receivers and the and he does have Gronk there for a protection and and the O line's pretty good. I don't I don't I don't know if I see the Chiefs running over the Bucks and intercepting Brady and you know Brady goes into the Super Bowl and has the worst ever experience, uh, performance ever. I don't know if I see that or not. I don't, I'm not too sure. Now, I would like to see them have a shootout where uh, Brady goes down the field, does one TD, and then Mahomes comes back, 7-7. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be like, what was it the year Seahawks versus Denver when you had um, old Peyton Manning in there and then, you know, come back after like 43 or whatever it was? I'm not sure. I think, I think he's, he's ready for this, and he's shown that throughout the year to get the Bucks to the Super Bowl. And I think the team will be, will be behind him, so... Uh, I, I really don't. I don't know. Like, wh- what are your thoughts? For me, I, I agree with him that the Bucks, I think, have a more reliable. If it's got to come down to a run game, when you've got Leonard Fournette there and Ronald Jones as well, um, you've got tight ends as well that Brady can throw to him, Gronk and Howard and and those sort of guys. I just, for me, it's the electricity in this. In this Chiefs team, you know, your Tyree kills, your Miko, Miko Hartman's, you know, whether he's returning it back off the kicks or whether he can, you know, uh, receive some of those balls. I just think Patrick Mahomes as well, for someone so young that's already got that Super Bowl, the way he can deliver a comeback. I mean, if you look at the teams that Brady, you know, look at the way Brady led the Patriots back against the Falcons, right? Everyone knows that game because it's in every meme that's ever been made. But Mahomes can bring a team back just the same way. And I think that's why, like, the the Bucks, even if they get a lead, the Bucs are going to have to be on song the whole game. Because if you give Patrick Mahomes even five to ten minutes to orchestrate a comeback or a couple of TDs, he's going to do it. He's going to find a way to do it. And, and as I said, I, I like the Chiefs. There's just something about this Chiefs defense that while it's not perfect – I just see them being able to put Brady under pressure and make a mistake. Whether True, it's forcing I, a fumble or getting an interception, I just, I you know, off their receivers, I just, there's something about this Chiefs defense. For me, I just, yeah. But Brady can also, you know, he said have a comeback as well. So even if they are down by 10 points, can he come back into the game? And it comes back to, will they be able to force enough pressure uh, in that pocket for Brady to make mistakes and then they can't run the ball? So I think it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting game and hopefully, you know, um, um, a solid game of football to see 
some amazing things happen. And, and you know, not a few years back when they had uh, Patriots versus Rams, 10-3 or 13-3, god-awful, god-awful game. <laughs> I don't want to see something like that, but but I don't I don't think we will. I think we'll see Mahomes playing some lights out football, running the ball, trickeration, um, using his receivers, and, and, and maybe Bell might get involved. Who knows? Uh, Hardman in there. And then if the Brady's down by a few, there's just something about – you know, like we said before, if we had Brady on our team as a, as a Pittsburgh Steeler, we'd love him. He'd be the, he'd be one of the best because he's not. We we tend to dislike him a little bit. I don't uh, think I'd like him. I still don't think I'd like him. Wouldn't you, no. <laughs> <laughs> mate? If he's bringing if he's bringing you six Super Bowls, I'd be buying six jerseys. You know, but I, don't no, know. I just I'm don't like, like him. I just don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, yeah. I, look, I'd have him. I'd put up with him because I think everyone in the live chat would hate me because no one would give away the six Super Bowls, but. I, I just don't I just don't like him. I like the I, I like the story of being drafted in the sixth round and going on to become the greatest and whatever. But you came from Michigan. You weren't terrible. I just I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know we all we all feel that. And, and I look if it was the Patriots in this and he was playing for the Patriots, I'd be rooting so hard for uh, the Chiefs to win. Oh, whoever whoever the NFC the side would be. No, the Bucks, you know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would be rooting. You know. 1,000% because he's doing it by himself. And, 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 you know, like I said to you off air, like I don't even know who the other players are in the Bucks. Everyone's just talking about Brady. But what about the other 52 players that, that got them there? And Port has brought up an interesting point about cheering for Bruce Arians. Again, like, I don't know, like Bruce Arians almost got our franchise quarterback killed. I mean, <laughs> with how many times Ben was sacked. So not really like, I I don't know. I think Andy, what I like about Andy Reid as well is that for Andy Reid, he's always played attacking football. He's not been afraid. Like sometimes you swear he's a Madden player sitting there in a head coach position because the way that he, you know, I think the preview they described him as having big cojones. I 100% agree. I love what Andy Reid can do, you know, with, with, with his quarterbacks and with an electric offense. He plays the game, you know, with a, just this spirit of scoring points, you know, it's in the spirit of the game. It's not just, you know, check it down, waste time, whatever. It's, you know, go out there and come back and give it a crack. And if you're going to lose, yeah, I mean, regardless, if you lose by zero or you lose, well, to lose, you've got to lose by more than one. But if you lose by one or you lose by 50, it doesn't matter. You lost the game, right? So you may as well absolutely go for it in the spirit of the game. Um, so no, I'm cheering for, I'm cheering for Andy Reid. Um, well, I, I think if the Chiefs win, and, I, and I, I've said this before, if the Chiefs win, Mahomes gets two, and then you know this year, twenty twenty one, we still have that Steelers still have a Super Bowl uh, running them with with Big Ben. So what greater what greater storyline and event to be if the Chiefs win two in a row, and then next playoffs in uh, what are we talking about? Ten months, eleven months time, it's the Steelers versus uh, Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. But we and get we to play them. Team. We get to play them next season anyway. You know because yeah. You know we've got we've got that division up there, so so you know we've got the AFC West. Um, so that's gonna be awesome. Jay Devil suggests that I think Brady has a punchable face. No, <laughs> I would just like to see his ego deflated a little a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. So Mark, over or under um, for this Super Bowl? Will yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah scoreline over or under fifty points. Scored in this in in this Super Bowl, I, I think it might be under. I don't know. I really, I'm really because I know that 
the betting line or the the line is a fifty seven or something like that. Yeah, but it's a Super Bowl. Like you, the defense can't just go away, can it? Can it can it go away where it's where it's going to be? I just said before it's going to be a shootout, but can it be like twenty eight twenty eight and then you win thirty one twenty eight or or something similar? Like I think the defense still has got to show up, but does the NFL want more of an exciting game? They they throw more flags. They don't call holding as much. They get more the players more of a chance to to run around and and do great things. Is it where Mahomes goes out and throws three and then Brady's like, you know what, little mate, I can show you how to do it. I'll throw three as well. So. This is one I'm, I'm pretty excited for, to be honest. Um, you know, I wasn't really excited for that uh, Patriot versus Eagles uh, uh, Super Bowl. There's something no, about I, I don't love know. that. I knew I had a feeling that I just knew I was like, this Eagles team, we're going to bury them. Like, and when they did that Philly special, I was like, yes. Yeah, I, but I, I had I, money on that I, game. I had a bit of money on that game. So I get a funny <laughs> feeling about the the Eagles, though. Maybe this might steal stealer in me. I just don't. I don't know, like, if I like them, if I should, if I should hate no. the Eagles or like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, they, are they the um, the angry under, underground like under team that that's oh we're not the we're not the best, but we're gonna we're gonna beat you. And I don't know what their what their stick is. So uh, in that game, I didn't really want to see um, Foles win or that that cheap little play they did for the the Philly special. And that you know that was that was like number one I think in the top one hundred Super Bowl plays when it should have been I think number two was James Harrison. So those those, those gimmicky plays. I'm not sure. Like, who, who knows? Like, who, who's your pick? Who are we, are we going to do picks uh, this episode or what? Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs 38-24. 38? See, that's a big score one, though, isn't it? 38-24. But, but the Chiefs will score at least one defensive touchdown. That's how we'll get right. that score so you're, Okay, look, I'm I'm going to get some hate again. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to oh, go. He's going to pick top everyone out there. You're listening on YouTube, live or audio. Mark is about to pick Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't want to, but I just feel that that it might happen. I think that if they are down, say it's 28-21 or 28-20 um, with 10 minutes to go, I can just see Brady doing it again. He, he's done it before. He can do it again. He's had help with the, the field goals in the past. He's had help with... Um, that one catch in the the fifty one, which I when I was overseas in Houston, we were at a bar, and I was like, "That's unbelievable!" Like, and the Atlanta player helped the bloke out and put his hands under, and they they go on and they come back and they win in overtime. I I think the Chiefs are a good team. I think the Bucks are a good team, but I think Brady just might be something a little bit special to where he might win in the last three minutes. Uh, Chiefs try to come back and they just can't get it done. A bit like that. What was that Super Bowl? I can't remember the the number. It was um, Rams versus uh, Tennessee, where he put the ball out and he just missed by one yard. Uh, I think something like that will happen. Where I think Chiefs need to come back with the possession of the ball, and then they don't. They just don't get it done. They, they just they miss by a little bit. And then that's when Patrick Mahomes comes riding in like the white knight for the for the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. and writes his name into folklore. <laughs> and you know, as as the man that you know destroyed Tom Brady in his final ever NFL game. But you know what? I want to go even something different, different even there. What I reckon will probably happen now that Mark and I have said all this is it goes into overtime and it's like, it's like 21, like 17 or something that, or like, you know, 21, 24 going into the last two minutes, someone kicks a field goal, it goes to overtime. Someone wins with a field goal and Mark and I are completely wrong. 
It'd be the first game to go into overtime, right? I'm pretty sure. Out of the 55 of them, or I think it is. It would be. I think it would be. Yeah, there's never been overtime before. Um, yeah. I, this is the one. Like I said, I just said before, this is the one we don't know what's going to happen. This is, you know, two two great storylines. And I'm just very thankful it's not, it is not Tom and the Patriots again. It is the, the Buccaneers. And we can see Devin White and some of those blokes there. And they haven't been there since 2002. Um, and, you know, I, I said I didn't want this matchup a few weeks ago, like, because the Chiefs have already been in it. But if you're a Chiefs fan, holy, holy, I don't even know. Like yeah, th- two, two in a row, two in a row. And if you win two in a row, that's huge. It's massive. Well, what about this? I, actually, we were wrong. I, I wondered whether it was the Falcons or Patriots. I couldn't remember when into OT. But um, but AJ brings it up as well in the live chat from on the YouTube side. They go to overtime. The game goes to the next day. <laughs> it's still tied. They call it and the two teams share the Super Bowl. Well, it's funny. So in the... In the NRL here, they they have golden what they call golden point. So in the rugby league over here, they have golden point when it goes into extra time. So it's when you you know a team can kick a field goal in the um, which is actually like a it's different from a field goal in the NFL. It's it's literally a it's more like a drop. You could probably more call it like a drop punt or a drop goal in the um, in rugby union or or the NFL kind of as well. But basically. Um, with that, it used to be that if the scores were locked back in the 70s, in the years the sort of the Steelers were winning a bunch of Super Bowls, Mark and my team, the Manly Seagulls won. But it, one year they had to play. We talk about the Steelers playing, you know, three games in 12 days. Manly had to play between the qualifying final to get into the final, and then they had to play two games. They won the championships by beating three teams in the space of eight days because they had to come back and play them all again. So um, it's pretty interesting in some sports. And, if you're an Aussie Rules fan, which we know that there's some um, regulars in the live chat that jump into the Aussie Rules when it's broadcast in the States, a couple of years ago was the first draw ever um, in the AFL Grand Final, which is the equivalent of the Super Bowl. Um, and it sort of created a whole host of questions about what would happen in overtimes and the rest of it. Was because it wasn't that a letdown? I remember that was a massive years. letdown. You're like, yeah, yeah. 64, 64, and then every fan's like, what do we do? Like, we played again next week. It never happened. It never <laughs> happened in like over a hundred years or whatever it was. So like, it's it's, it's pretty the same crazy. with um the same with um Wimbledon a few years ago. I remember seeing uh two two players in the in the men's comp. I believe they they played over two days or two and a half days because there is no ties in tennis and, and they were near the fifth set and they had to uh, win by two games and they haven't got that uh win by two points. It was two games and that it went on to like. 55 games to, to 57, and then they finally found a winner. So the, the, I don't think the Super Bowl would do that, but imagine if, like, because they, they need a winner, right? So if they get three points, do they tie three points and then just keeps going and going and going and going, which is like Tom Brady's career. <laughs> <laughs> I just think at that point you just stick them both at one end zone and you have a, you have a running race between Mahomes <laughs> and Tom Brady and whoever gets the finish line, we know it's Mahomes. So therefore, yeah. Brady doesn't get his seventh sucked in. You're not better than the Steelers franchise. Um, <laughs> but look, before we wrap it up, um, Mark, if you look at if you look at these two teams in the Chiefs and the the Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what can the Steelers take from both teams' successes in 2020 into 2021? Like, if you were going to nick a bit of the blueprint that they have taken to get to a Super Bowl from both teams. You know, we talked a little bit earlier in the show about which play, player or two on offense and defense you might want to rip you rip out. But 
yeah, like what for you, what what stood out about these two teams that you think we need to replicate in 2021? Uh, it'd be very hard to replicate, but maybe with the Chiefs, just their creative play calling. I know they've got a mobile guy in Mahomes, but yeah, just being more creative with plays. Um, and, you know, I know like the Steelers are like, oh, we're going to show you what we're doing and we're, we're going to execute and, and get it done. That didn't seem to work this year. You know, how many times have we run into that that wall and didn't go anywhere? Um, for the Bucks, it might be like a bit of um, a bit of leadership, like you know, with Big Ben and th- those players. As much as some people you know love Tom Brady, hate Tom Brady, the players that have Tom Brady as a quarterback, you better believe they are more than pumped up and ready to go on that D line. The the linebackers, the safeties, the guys on the defense are like, yeah, we have a great opportunity to to do something here, and we're versing Mahomes, and we're gonna. We're going to beat him in his craft and we're going to get it done. So so creativity for Chiefs, um, just to do something different. And uh, leadership maybe to follow like Big Ben or to get something moving and something going, something to, to push the heartstrings and to really have a chance. And, you know, we're 12-4, and four, but we didn't go anywhere. So what's, what's yours? Who would you take? I think they're both teams – I think they both have a very different approach – when it comes to the run game. And I think the Steelers, where we sit, it's slightly more on the box side of things. But equally, if Ben's back, you want someone like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire in there. So I, th- I think both show it. But I think the difference is the Chiefs have <laughs> a quarterback that's much younger than Ben that can actually use his legs. So in the extend plays, like Ben's getting a little bit too old to do that. And we soon get a bit beat up and knocked up this season. So I think. I think that's going to be the interesting challenge for the Steelers. Can they put in a run game that's a bit more like the Buccaneers to be able to, you know, rely on that and not, you know, allow their older quarterback, you know, not have to do everything all the time, you know, which eases pressure on receivers, which eases pressure on your tight ends and allows you to just have a bit more of a cohesive, balanced offense, which overall will help the team and its chemistry. Um, Equally, the same thing, explosive, explosiveness. You know, how do we get that explosive, explosive nature that, that the Chiefs had? You know, particularly if you're going to lose a Juju Smith-Schuster, who are you going to bring in? You know, who is going to be our rock solid tight end like a Kelsey? You know, it's it's these things. You know, can we can we have that physicality in the in the secondary that that they've got when they've got the honey badger on their side? So it's those sorts of things that I think we need to look into it. Um, but no doubt, that's an interesting thing from the. Steelers try to answer through the draft and maybe a couple of really, you know, astute free agent acquisitions, depending on who we keep, we keep from the 20 that 20 Steelers that are free agents. Um, but there's some interesting, just before we do wrap up, there's an interesting piece in the live chat at the moment. There's a bit of discussion going around from a few different, um, few different listeners around, you know, Brian Leftwich, Eric Bienemy. you know, I don't think the Steelers are going anywhere from Tomlin anytime soon, but you could see, with how the Steelers are in terms of bringing people in, you know, Biennemi might be an interesting one, you know, if Tomlin was to leave for whatever reason at the end of his next contract. You know, Biennemi, you know, that offensive side, you know, minority candidate, the Steelers aren't afraid to go that way. And I'm not trying to get into that sort of racial discussion here or anything like it, but it is interesting that, you know, there are some teams that just sort of, stick with a particular type of coach, whereas the Steelers are more open to giving people with different backgrounds, whether it's coaching experience, coaching positions or what have you, um, you know, giving them a shot. And, you know, it, it just, 
you know, are we looking at a situation where, you know, Tomlin was that defensive backs coach with Tampa and then he came into the Steelers? Are we looking at one of these coaches in Leftwich or Biennemi that's, you know, doing something for two Super Bowl teams as being a future when that Steelers job comes up um, eventually? Who knows? It's, it's going to be very interesting to see over the next couple of seasons. Before we wrap up, Manny, we've got another um, Super Chat here in a minute. But before, before we wrap up, what what are your like thoughts on like I, for my big thing this season into the off season is like looking back at the previous Super Bowls and the and the teams of Farrier, Foot, uh, guys like that, like the leaders on this team, Heinz Ward. What is it going to take like for this this Steeler Pittsburgh Steeler team to be to be, you know, where's the cultural shift? What's what's the like I guess one thing? And this would be a current theme throughout our off season talking about the Steelers football. But in your mind, where does it start to develop this Super Bowl mentality or nothing? They say it, yes, they say it, they always say it, but where's it, where does it start from a standpoint of the culture has to be it's Pittsburgh Steelers football, um, we're here to win and we don't care how many points we put on or we don't care how we win. What, what do you reckon with that? Great question, Mark. Awesome question. I think the nucleus of that Steelers, that next Steelers Super Bowl team, whether, you know, and hopefully they go on to win it if they can get there. It lies in, and, and this is going to seem like an obvious answer, but like TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Mika Fitzpatrick, Edmonds, if you can get it. If The thing is, if Edmonds comes on and you do, I, I think the Steelers do pick up his fifth year option. I don't see why you wouldn't. He's probably done enough. If, if he can develop and then do a team friendly deal, you know, that creates a lot of opportunity there in terms of you've got this solidified team. You know, I'd want to see him continue that improvement. But going back to Fitzpatrick, Bush, and what you've got them all coming off contract in the next couple of years. They're played with all these veterans. They're going to, by that stage, learn that, you know, and you've got Cameron Haywood staying on for a couple more seasons as well. If you can restructure Stefan to it or even re sign him in a, in, in, in a different sort of deal as well, I don't want them to, to trade to it. I think he's got to be a bit more team friendly with his next deal. But You've got a really good nucleus there. But, I mean, even Michael Beck's got an article up in the last 24 hours on, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Obviously, we're a part of Behind the Steel Curtain. We're on the, the audio side and the YouTube side of things. But he's got them looking at, you know, I think it's um, the first name with a Z, but Xavier Collins or whatever his name is in the inside linebacker position to sort of complement Devin Bush as that thumper. I'm all up for that if, that, if that's what it is. Because I think you've got this... The, the linebacking core with good edge rushes, we know how to develop the, the interior defensive line as well. I think that's where it sits. And the heart and soul of the Pittsburgh Steelers will always be on the defensive side. We've just got to make sure we've got the explosivity to do something with the ball when the defense gets it. But that culture will, I, I think that culture lies in TJ Watt, and it's going to have to. It's going to have to with the contract that he's going to sign. We've got to keep Devin Bush and keep him coming along. We missed him this year. He's going to be massive in 2021 as he comes along. And then you've got Minka Fitzpatrick as well. And what supporting cast can we put around Minka? So that, that for me, that they're, they're the guys that like, you know, they could win it. You know, you could see in the next couple of years, us getting back to a Super Bowl, if we sort out that quarterback position in that offensive line, and then even later on in their careers as well, because those guys are, five, six, seven-year contracts for me and more on that six to seven side if I'm, you know, Kevin Colbert or if I'm Omar Khan. Very similar to uh, Kiesel, Farrier and Troy. That's Exactly. That, when you, when I ask that question, what you said is exactly right. Uh, TJ leads into Devin Bush, leads into Minka Fitzpatrick. Those three blokes can build something really special around this defense, even though we thought it was this year was going to be special. 
um, which it was to a certain part. It really was. But if they can build that foundation of uh, stealer mentality and get off the quarterback, turn, uh, you know, rally to the ball, 11 players get to the ball, that kind of that kind of fast-flying uh, stealer attitude, we're, we're on a good wicket, I would say. Uh, we've got <laughs> super, chat, super chat here too, Manny. You want me to read it out? Yeah, yeah. I was you just going to bring it? it up, so beat me to it. So Snowman's got here uh, $5. Cheers, Snowman, mate. Uh, gentlemen, if you could take one Steelers player from the past, who would it be and why? Love your show. Cheers, Snowman. What do you, what do you reckon? Oh, see, I'd always want to bring in Mean Joe Green, but we do have to it and we do have Hayward. So, like, if if I'm looking to fill a need, you know, it's hard to know because if we don't have Big Ben back, do we want to bring someone in there? As a modern day, is a is an older is one of like the quarterback like a Terry Bradshaw going to stack up in this NFL? It's it's such a great question. I mean, I think Heath Miller would be an interesting. It'd be interesting to see what he could do in this in this offense. Um, oh, it's that's a great question. That is such a great question. Um, for me, it's anyone from the 08 team. And I'm, I just already said his name before. It's James Farrier, someone like that. That le- we, we really need a leadership mentality. And maybe, you know, I think we didn't talk about it enough as we start to wrap up here. But Devin Bush, when he went down in week three or four, maybe that was the, the catalyst that really, really shook the boat. And we're like, oh, boy, like maybe we do need that, that, um, that voice in, in, the, in the huddle. And, like, um, he's a speedy. He's a, he's, a, he's a great player. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a devil on the field. He wants to get... He's going to be there to tackle. He's going to be there on the the, the coverage routes and stuff like that. So, I think you need more leadership in that defense. And it's it's Farrier. I would bring in if, younger Farrier, of course. But like Farrier versus a younger uh, Devon Bush, you know, it's, no. it's hands down one of the best. I know who I'd bring in actually. I'd bring in the bus. True. I'd bring in the bus yeah. and I'd bring him in for two reasons, right? And <laughs> and I like Ezra who's bringing up I like I like Ezra's thoughts around Mike Webster, Demonte Dawson, particularly if if uh Pouncey was to retire. The reason I say the bus is that imagine him playing in a fullback role where he opens up a hole for a McFarlane to run through or on a sweep, you know, he's taken the defense has got to focus on the bus and Claypool's running another way or Johnson, right? But equally you could really change the tempo of that run game where you've got, you know, McFarlane going up the middle or someone like that. You you would just draw in all the de- all, all the defense. He could block for uh, if we're getting a rookie quarterback. He could make sure that he's there on those blocks as well. I don't know. I'd just like to see the bus <laughs> the bus fire it up for one more run. So um, I, yeah, I think I'd bring in Jerome Bettis. Yeah, well, that that kind of worked with uh, when Willie Parker was there. The bus and Willie were two complete different backs. And you'd always see, I remember watching uh, on the uh, one of the Super Bowls I watched a few days ago, the boss was giving, you know, Willie Parker tips on, on what to do, even though Willie was like, you know, 20 yards faster than uh, than <laughs> but, but um, yeah, he was a great, he was a great teammate. And uh, you, you need someone in that backfield to, to help out Big Ben and, and push that pocket forward and really, look, it's got to come back to hard hitting physical football, I think. And that's, that's where this... This culture culture begins, starts, and then leads into something really special next year. And like you said, TJ, Devin Bush, Minka. Uh, we had if we had the bus back there, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see to see what happens with these contracts. And you know, as you talk about in the cap room as well. 
Exactly, exactly. But look, BTSC listeners and Pittsburgh Steelers fans, that wraps up this week's episode of Steelers Touchdown Under, whether you're listening live right now on YouTube or you're, you're listening back to us on the audio side. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with you next week to talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be a huge week, I think, coming up with news. We're going to hear a lot more about where things are sitting. Join us then, and we can't wait to, can't wait to hang out with you guys. Go, Steelers. Guy Steelers. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.